Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Zodiac Lovers. I'm your host, the Urban Guru, Noble Ampool, and I'm rolling with my partner. Nikki Builder. Today we are discussing Gemini and how it affects us in the Zodiac. But before we jump into that, uh, let's give some announcements from our sponsor, the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Station. Yeah, uh, man, of course, man, I don't know where the prime minister at, man. I know he's taking care of some business, man, but check out the prime minister um, at theimaginationguru.com because he got a webinar that's coming up. If you got the email, um, you'll see it, man, on February the 12th, which is a Sunday at 12 noon. He is going to do a piece called The Quantum Inauguration, dealing with Donald Trump. And this thing that Donald Trump and his whole staff like to call alternative facts is going to be dope. And um, so definitely go to theimaginationguru.com. Go to the shop tab. You will see it on webinars. That's going to be live and direct on Sunday, um, February the 12th. Eight Lincoln birthday, Gucci Mane birthday, Spirit of Aquarius, Aquarius Day. Shout out to that particular flow that's going down. So that's going to be off the chain, man. Of course, you can click on the members, um, the membership tab that's over there at the Imagination Guru and see what's going on and get up into this quantum imaging and understand the principles that Donald Trump is using. In fact, um, Nick, when we go to Vegas on March the 18th, we're doing the Imagine Prosperity Workshop. Since we got the room all day, it's actually going to be a double-header event we do that portion, and then we're going to get into the Donald Trump aspect of some things that you're not going to see necessarily in the webinar, which is the practical application of certain things and new principles, uh, obviously, that correspond with the real science. So be in Vegas March the 18th. You can get to that information um, via theimaginationguru.com. You can click on events or you can click on shopping, hit retreats, and whatnot. That's going to be right there. In fact, there's a deposit. Um, that you can make this half and half. Just hit that once when you want to make a deposit, and the other half when you want to complete it. And uh, let's make it happen, man, because seating is limited in this particular venue, but it's going to be off the chain. What other better place to get into this prosperity vibe and deal with Vegas if you don't know uh, what we do, man? Like, literally, we put think tanks together, groups together where we did book club or we just get on a certain frequency where we say, yo, let's, let's concentrate on prosperity. Let's concentrate on happiness and greatness and see if we can create a a vortex for everybody that's participating. Yo, let's pray for everybody that's in the group. You know what I mean? The group was so big, obviously, you had to break it up in sections. But let's pray for these people. And then next thing you know, you know, the people who you're praying for are sending in all these testimonials. You know what I mean? In 28 days, we're almost at 200 testimonials. They're still rolling in. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody that participated in, in, in the gratitude uh, the quantum, um, um, where we had to deal with, you know, reworking the past and dealing with your, you know, just dealing with the things that, that hinder you. Our thing is we're going to show you uh, actual techniques and practices to help you enhance your life, real facts, man. So be in Las Vegas March 18th. Ask yourself, do you want that money? Do you want that prosperity? You know it goes down in Vegas, man. You know it do. You know what I mean? So the thing is, do you got enough faith in yourself? To come get this truth, apply these um, techniques, man. A lot of people are going to be there that's within the membership that's been journeying with us, and they're going to actually share their story with you, all right? So it's going to be phenomenal. You can get to that via 
theimaginationguru.com, and um, just click on the events tab, and you will see it. And as for myself and Pooh, you can go to myastrologycoach.com. I'm over there. got a new membership that's popping. Uh, I'm all about the three-step drop, man, real simple, you know what I mean, helping you understand yeah, the verbiage that you may be using or what we call self-talk that can be undermining you. And I like to bounce thoughts off of planets, you know what I'm saying? That's my thing. Nikki says something like in show one that was just so dope when she was like, you know, you got to mind your thoughts and, and watch what you're thinking because these planets pick up and receive your thoughts. And this is this is such a true phenomenon. Uh, we get into that as we progress through this particular series right here. But, you know, my thing is let's throw a thought and bounce it off a particular planet. In fact, speaking of that, man, happy new moon. Uh, it's a new moon coming in in about two hours from now, new moon in Aquarius. And, and it's the Aquarian age again, man. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal stuff, man. But check me out um, at myastrologycoach.com. Um, and also, man, I was reading through our book, man, I don't be, I just be, I don't know, maybe I'm slacking, Nick, but I, I picked up spiritual wisdom for the 21st century because I wanted something to read, right? And I'm like, ah, nothing on the shelf that I got, you know, in my arsenal. I, and so I started going through the, uh, the book that me and you did, which you can get it's on myastrologycoach.com. In fact, I have a few copies here. Get you a signed autograph copy from the priesthood with actual pictures in it showing you the spiritual phenomena. In fact, I think in early March, I'm going to do a webinar showing you some of the trips that we've been on and what has been a result of our collective meditation and showing you the power of light, the divine light that literally appears on these journeys and the synchronicities that pop up. So, again, man, get spiritual wisdom for the 21st century. You can go to My Astrology Post, go to the shop tab. That's there. Of course, man, shout-out to Coley Cole, who's directing uh, the Love Fund. Shout-out to Aisha, who was directing the Love Fund in 2016. Um, the Love Fund is on myastrologycoach.com. You go to the membership tab. This is where, and Minister Ju said it last night, we had a show on Brother Rich on YouTube, Black Magic 363 on YouTube last night. And we talk about collective, uh, group collective economics, right? You want to really talk about it? For six years, we have been demonstrating how a very simple concept of, hey, let $13 a month come out my bank account or, or you know, my bank card or whatever, and, and it goes to a pot. And then at the very last day of the month, the total pot gets divided amongst four people evenly, and then you just go down a list from when you signed up. And just keep it going, man. Just keep it rotating and just helping people. And then every month we put out, a magazine cover um, showing you the recipients who actually receive the actual funds. And if these people have social media, particularly Facebook, um, we go ahead and tag those people on Facebook so you can know that it is a real-life experience. Straight up, man, this is a phenomenal thing for six years, helping the community pay their bills. I don't want to hear ish about group economics because, you know, hey, we're practicing it. We're doing it. And there's another aspect that is about to go down real, real soon because I'm about to show you, um, we, we should be, you know, we should be investing in property, but that's a whole other conversation, and I'll get into that as that develops. So check out the Toel Love Fund on myastrologycoach.com. Click on the membership tab. You will see it. Also, man, if you're one of them iTunes people, even if you're down with Android and you got got uh, all digital outlets, Rhapsody, uh, 
uh, all the ones, Amazon, whoever you get your digital music from, man. Just type in Inner Peace Lighthouse, man. I got two projects that I put out two years ago um, on iTunes, one called Planets and Harmony, the Frequency of God, all right, getting into the planetary aspect, and then also the Zodiac Made Easy. This is on iTunes, you know what I'm saying? So you can type in the Zodiac Made Easy and Planet and Harmony, the Frequency of God, but you really just do the Planets of Harmony and it'll pop up, all right? So that's right there on iTunes, man, and that's it for me, Nick. That's what's up. So as always for me, family, uh, my day job is fashion designer. I make clothes for the women who make their own rules. So you can catch me over at Big Cartel. That's Nikki D Nova Collection. Dot Cartel. Dot com. And the new Nikki D Nova Collection website is also coming soon. So I'll be sure to keep y'all posted on that. That's what it is. All right. <laughs> All right, so you ready? I'm ready. You ready? You ready? You, you you ready? Ready? <laughs> yeah. Listen. Hey, first off, let me say this. All right. All right. Listen, man. I figured out who DJ Khaled was talking about when he always talking about they. Listen, folks, who will be listening to this? Your brother, your partner, and Pooh is actually been placed under a gag order, and I have to write them out. I've been placed under a gag order, and if those of you who that's really with us and you in these private conference calls, y'all know, and I've already ratted him out. I ain't going to rat his comrade out right now, but y'all know that dude named Minister Jew, he be stopping me from saying what I want to say, and I'm proud of it, damn it. I want to be free, all right? I'm just, just going to say it right now, 2017, let me be free. Let me speak, all right? So they got a gag order on me. Shout out to Cody Cole, because Cody Cole, you ain't never gave me a gag order. Please don't give me a gag order, Cody Cole, please. I don't do well with gag orders, all right? So with that said, the public now knows I am in a state of distress, all right? Just, just note, note it for the record. I'll, I'll deal with it later. It's fine. But let's get into this thing, Nick, because, because Gemini in this particular duality of what we're talking about in the series of this radio show um, is is talking about consciousness. And let's be real, we're talking about cosmic consciousness. This just ain't ordinary, regular stuff here. We're literally talking about, the Zohar says it this way, um, shout out, rest, rest in peace to the Rob, Rob Bird, who created the Kabbalah Center and is the first person to get an English translation of the entire Zohar, right? Um, he oh mentioned goodness. along the line, oh, for sure, he mentioned along the lines that, um, you know, that we here in the West, we have to really, really understand the spiritual light is upon us right now. And we can just see it through all of the great advancements that humanity has made, without a shadow of a doubt. And he had mentioned that the order of the universe, the order of the solar system, has a divine, obviously, intelligence. We can call it seasons, four seasons. We can just stop right there. We ain't even got to elaborate no further than that. 
it is a fact that we go through what we call for a season. So there is a program that has already, to a degree, been written. This is a fact. So what we're explaining is the laws of the cosmic program of what you call 3D reality, your space-time reality, okay? Now, this, this, this thing here, Gemini, gets interesting because it's crazy as hell, Nick. Let's be real. It's crazy. Listen, shout out to my man, Dave Campbell. I had him on a radio interview like back in 2010. These are some stuff that's in the archives. I'm going to have to really classify the old pre-sub material up and, and package it up and let y'all get access to this stuff because a lot of y'all are new. But um, Dave Campbell is a forensic astrologer who lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, the outskirts of Phoenix. And from time to time, if the police can't figure it out, Nick, they go holler at my man Dave. Real talk. They go holler at my man Dave. He got a store, everything. We did a group. Um, one of our trips when we went to Sedona, I actually took the group down there to his bookstore, talked with him. He was on my radio show. And I asked Dave, I said, yo, what is the craziest sign of the Zodiac? I do. I'm thinking it might have been Scorpio, right, because these niggas is jealous and possessive and, you know what I mean, petty. You know what I mean? I thought maybe it was, man, he flat out told me Gemini in his case study, right? And this blew my mind. But then later as I started, you know, growing and, and, and getting my own case study, man, he ain't lying. See, Gemini is a frequency that deals with duality. Me and Nick was having a conversation last week, and we talked about this is Cain and Abel that's inside of your mind. This is also known as your left and right brain. Facts. So this is where one is, it's, 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 it's Donald Trump. Damn, he's a Gemini. This, this is exactly what it is. Donald Trump, right? It's like, wait a minute, dude. Your inauguration was not as big as Barack Obama's, but you're on the public record is saying you had the biggest inauguration ever. What are you talking about? This is the duality of the mind. You can call it alternative facts. You can call it a lie. You can call it whatever you want to call it. So I want to start with um, a preface of an old ancient parable um, that they call the Hermetic Science, which is Greek, but rich, which they really say comes from Africa or Egypt, Kemet in the sense of the laws of Tehuti, that says, all truths are but half-truths, and all paradoxes can be reconciled. Mm, and thank you. a great thing to think about. We're going to say that shit again. Thank you for really the understand. setup. Though. We got to understand this shit here. This, no, I'm serious about this. I asked my son yesterday, could it be yes and no about a particular situation? He said, no, not if it's yes, and so it can't be that. And I said, okay, then fine. I said it can, and when you get older and you're ready, I'll tell you then. Because it can be yes and no at the same time, right? So we just, we just had fun yesterday in a little verbal, you know, a little verbal thing. All truths are but half-truths, and all paradoxes can be Reconcile. Now, that is a tough pill to swallow because you're saying that what you think is the 100% truth is only 50% 
truth. Mm-hmm. And the discrepancy between the the two truths can be reconciled and can be agreed upon to understand that basically, and it's real simple, Nick, your perception of what you heard and what you think about whatever situation in your life and your experience, you are 100% entitled to that. We're not saying, Nick, I just saw you eat a pizza and you said, no, I didn't. I ain't eat no pizza. You lying. We're not talking about that. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that. That's not, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about your perception of a particular experience, all right? And this falls under the function of Gemini, and it has everything to do with what you would say is your logical brain, but then there's another part of your brain, i.e. right brain, that wants to deal more with the abstract principles or what I heard so eloquently put by Minister Jew last night on a radio show there's a whole portion of your being that has that can create something that ain't got nothing to do with logic. And it's really just real simple. It's called your imagination. Because the first time that Wilbur and Orville Wright wanted to make an airplane, they didn't have a blueprint for it. Nobody told. In fact, everybody said, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You're going to put an object in the air and fly. That don't exist, you nutcake. You see what I'm saying? So it comes from your imagination. So sometimes for the, hmm, let's just be real, the creators of the world, they work off their imagination. And the other people, this is not a knock because these people are the most important people in society. I call them the nurturers. They are the ones that say, yo, that's a banging-ass idea, Nick. You know what? Let me sell that cookie vegan fur that you got. Let me help you package it up and move that product. That's a nice idea that you got. You feel me? So these people become, the other side of the equation becomes relative is my point. Now, in this particular round, because we're dealing with consciousness, Gemini is the intellect. It is how you think. It is how you speak. It is how you process things. I got a few things. Like, I already said it all the time. I said, we may have to do two shows Breaking up. Breaking up. Right? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So I'm like, we may have to do two particular shows on this one, right? So I want to touch on a few bullet points just, just to get it out the way. It's going to be consciousness and the one, two, three step, I call it. We're going to have to deal with duality, which is the lies. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to deal with that because we're dealing with Gemini. We're dealing with Cain and Abel, something ain't right here in the mind, right? <laughs> so we're dealing with communication, and, and a part of communication I want to deal with tonight, Nick, is the truth for my nagas. You know what? Men cannot talk in this reality when it comes to being 100% in relationships. What do Jim and I got to do with relationships? And I'll tell you everything, because you always hear this, oh, communication is the key. Communication is the key. We always hear this, right? But in the tree of life, when you get into the mystic studies, listen, they say that Jim and I, Corresponds to the tarot card that represents the lovers. So when you to understand love, you got to understand Gemini. When you get into the mystic studies of Kabbalah, this is a fact. So we're going to talk about lovers. I don't want to deal with travel because that's so easy. But I definitely want to deal with the biological imperative as well. What is the biological imperative? The intelligence in sexual reproduction. I ain't talking about the act of freaking, the act of loving. I'm not talking about the act. I am talking about the intelligence covering the act, two different things. This is Gemini, all right? So I want to get in that 
And then we bring it to the body. We're going to talk about one of the most magical, the, and I say it all the time, the absolute most magical part of the human body is the lungs, without a shadow of a doubt. You got to really pay attention. They, the lungs don't get no props. A lot of people be on their heart and a lot of people be on their brain, but they don't be on their lung game, and their lung game is vitally important, all right? So we're going to get into all that. But for us to understand the great paradox of all truths of the half-truths and for us to understand how to overcome um, ego and whatnot, I want to share something with you um, from Nikki, all right? The fact that taming, dissolving the ego is going to be painful. But the very fact that we sense, feel the urgency, the need, the desire to embark upon that journey is indication in and of itself that we have the heart to do it, that we're strong enough to do it. All right. I had to get that sound bite. That's a, that's I do myself sometimes. Oh, man, listen, you dope. I give it to you. I salute you. You dope. So we have to understand, y'all, seriously, because, and I, and I mean this, and the inner peace students, know this aspect. When you get on with your journey in life, your divine reminder is the fact, your divine reminder is you realizing why you took the initiative to get on the path, and that's all you need. That's what I got from that message right there. Your divine reminder It's just you simply remembering that, hey, I said I want to lose weight because I'm a big boy. Or, hey, I said that I want to increase my finances because I'm going to be able to do X, Y, Z. And that's all that you need. And that's a classic piece. You can check that video out on YouTube, Nikki Builder's page, and the title of it is, Yes, It Will Be Painful, But You Have the Heart to Endure. And you do and it has everything to do with what we're about to get into that deals with consciousness, right? So let's get started. If you notice, and you're following along from episode one, and we're now on three, episode three, well, let's back it up. One dealt with the Aries principle that dealt with a self, a sense of self, right? And two, the second show dealt with how yourself is going to form um, your ideas about value, about which you say, this is mine. So in other words, a baby is born, and then the baby says, oh, this is my toy. This is my binky. This is my pacifier. This is my bottle. This is my thing. And then you notice sometimes children can become very possessive because it's just a learning process. So when we get to Gemini, we, this is the first introduction that we get into consciousness. So the one, two, three step, Nick, is this. Our, is cosmic law denoting that our sense of self, Aries, our personality, how we project ourselves in the world, our sense of value, money, the things that's valuable to us, 
does not have any conscious recollection, no conscious programming. These things are unconscious and fed to us automatically because we never even got to the point of to develop consciousness yet. We're just now getting here within this third frequency of Gemini. You feel me? And when you look at the birthing process in which a human being evolves, and you say, wow, uh, a baby has to develop a sense of self, and then they develop these attachments called things that they find of value, toys and things of that nature. Intellect is not coming into play yet. It's not there. It's there, of course, but conscious rationale in the brain is just not developed to deal with it yet. That's just a fact. It's neuroscience. It's a fact. So when we get into this realm right here, and I mean it, the whole will of this reality is predicated on the truth of Gemini because it takes a working consciousness for it to be in existence, meaning whether it's reality or whether it's your idea of what you want that will become a reality. It takes your working conscious agreement. So the very first thing you see when you go to my astrology coach is what? My slogan is, cosmic energy is a vehicle. Your consciousness, which is Gemini, is the driver. One's not superior to the other. Without no car, I'm not driving. Without no driver, the car ain't moving. So don't play. I don't play those games. Without no woman, I'm not sexually reproducing. Okay? Without no man, she's not sexually reproducing. It's just the facts. So I don't play those games, and we have to understand that this duality, the twins of Gemini and consciousness that exists within you, is really one particular force. And I can't stress enough how the biblical sages wrote the very first story for you to understand was Adam and Eve, sex, Cain and Abel, he killed his brother. Shit's crazy. But why do they want you to understand the realm of such a mm, – such a, such a stark duality, man and woman, Cain and Abel, one's alive, one's dead, and we'll get into that, all right? So let me speak on the lines of, uh, I guess, lovers, because, again, Gemini, when you go to the tree of life, deals with the lovers. It's a fact, and we say, well, communication is the key, and you're absolutely correct. And let me deal with this now because I just it just popped up in my head. Um, and we'll talk about this more in Episode 7 and 8. But it is vitally important upon communication. If you really want to be conscious, Nick, you really want to have a conscious, loving relationship like we say we want to have so much, right, then it is imperative that you create what I call a CRP, a conflict resolution plan. Now, you've got to really look at this, Nick, because I present this to people, right, and you have to ask yourself, Let me explain it first. The CRP is just simple. If there's a conflict, we have an agreed-upon protocol in which we will handle it. It's real simple. And I gave an example before. The agreed-upon protocol, my favorite is you appoint what the Kabbalah in Hebrew calls a sheftim, which means judge. You appoint somebody, both people, appoint a person who they both agree upon as being someone who is of righteous judgment, zadik. Zadikim, righteousness, okay? Righteous judgment, okay? Then you say, you know what? I entrust this person. Hello, it is supposed to be the person that marries you when you're really serious, serious, right? It's supposed to be that person. 
okay? And then you say, listen, when we have an issue and if it's severe and after I make my point of why I got an issue with you and you say, you know what, I hear you, but I'm still going to do my thing and I still have the issue, at that point I can say, you know what, I'm just going to call uh, uh, the judge at this particular point because I feel very strongly about this and you shouldn't do it. Okay, and then that person comes in, and then they render their particular judgment based off their honest opinion. And at that point, we, the people, have to accept that wisdom, okay? But the irony of this is this, Nick. You never had to argue. You never had to fight. You never had to sleep on the couch. You never had to call the person a name. You never had to get into the realm of disrespect. You're consciously safeguarding the parameters of your love union, as we talked about before in the first show, there's a thin line between love and hate, and this is a fact, okay? So if you really want to be conscious and you want to deal with communication, and if you're in a loving relationship and you don't have one, I strongly suggest it is mandatory that you create a CRP, Conflict Resolution Plan. Now, if you don't, I want you to ask yourself, challenge yourself, and this is okay, challenge yourself and say, what the hell is wrong with me that I know this makes sense? And I know I ain't crazy. This makes sense, all right? I know this makes sense, but I'm not implementing a plan to safeguard my relationship. What is that about? And you come to a very, very surprised um, understanding, all right? So anyway, on the lover's aspect, right, I said I want to say that men can't talk, right? And this is what I find in society. Um, I had this conversation yesterday. And um, the truth of the matter is, man, I feel like, and, I, and I'm going to come from my experience only. This is me, my experience. But I know in a genre called hip-hop, which is the urban experience, city life in a sense, is going to be a lot of people who can resonate with this truth. It's just my opinion, all right? I think that um, men can't, uh, the way relationships are uh, perceived, that um, we as men are not allowed to tell the truth. And, and, and I, give, I give you an example. Uh, are you attracted to someone? Now, in a relationship, you're supposed to say no because you're in a relationship. Hell no, I'm not attracted to no one. Or, or do you think that person is attractive? Hell no, I don't think that person is attractive. And I want to say... And please forgive me if this is if this is just not right. But I, I just want to say I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say that I don't know if that's the whole truth. And, and this is what I mean. Hear me out, right? Because we come from a culture that deals with uh, men who 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 love women in a sense, right? In a sense, lust or whatever you want to call it, strippers dancing, whatever, whatever. This, this is a fact. You cheating ass dog. We, this is a fact, and we got to really address the consciousness of this thing here. We got to really get into it, right? So I'm telling you from one stance that, listen, listen, we can't even, as men, I, I can't, if you ask me if I'm attracted to someone and I say, can it be yes and no? How is that even possible? What do you mean yes and no? No, straight up, straight up. How, how is that possible? Either you are or you ain't, nigga, one of the two, right? But the paradox says that, you know, all truths about half-truths, you can live in both realities. Well, how is that possible? Well, let's just say that I'm in a relationship, and I find someone attractive. And I say, 
yes, this person is attractive. Then, then my partner says, well, are they sexually attracted? Are you sexually attracted to them? And I say, hmm, yes. And then they say, this is hypothetically, and they just say, well, you're wrong because you're only supposed to be attracted to me. How could you be sexually attracted to somebody else? And then I said, wait a minute, hold on. Let's look at the paradox here. If I register, and I just want to keep it 100, man, I think that as men, and this is me, and this is what I do. This is my thinking process. When we see somebody that's attractive, and let's just say when you're single, you see somebody that's attractive, it's less than a nanosecond, faster than the speed of thought that you say, damn, that person is attractive. If I really want to keep it gully and tell you what niggas say, this is what niggas say. I wish you would. <laughs> you, want, you want me to keep it gully? Can I keep it real? Can we have real talk? Can, can, can we? See, that's the thing. I, I don't want to be under the gag. No, I don't. Talk? Quit deflecting. The, the ladies want to hear, see, and, and see, and let's deal with this Gemini thing right here, right? Because, and I agree with you, Noble, it, it's true. Men in our society, to a certain degree, are, are trained not to tell the truth. I believe people are, 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 are trained either not to tell the truth or not to accept the truth. And there's often a perception about women in our society that women can't handle the truth. That's bullshit. Women like truth, so 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 please let's okay. get, let's get okay. transparent. Okay, 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 cool, cool. So so <clears throat> we say that okay. Well, you're wrong if you are thinking of this person this way, and and I think that what happens is in the automatic process when people are single and they say, "Wow, this person looks nice," you automatically know, man, who fits your criteria or who you gonna get a nookie to. So I had this conversation, right, and it's like, yo, this person got the nookie, this person got the nookie, this person got the nookie. Let's just be real. You gave people the nookie before. So you have a psychological, mental, Gemini process in which you go through on who is qualified based off looks alone, pure looks, of who can get the nookie. Because there's there's a guy that's outside that's probably, and I don't want to pick on nobody that's quote, unquote, less, you know what we call homeless or something, and they're not taking care of their personal hygiene, they don't get on your radar to get the nookie. But this person here that fits your criteria is on the radar to get the nookie. So just because you're in a relationship, are you telling me that the people who are qualified to get the nookie, they automatically just disappear in your mind? It don't work? And if that is so, this is a beautiful phenomenon that we need to study and explore. Because if women, no, this is real shit. If women have in their mind that, hey, you know what? When I'm with a man, I don't, because we hear this. When a woman is with a man, she don't need nobody else. It's men that's greedy and want to just have all their cake and eat it too. We hear this all the time, right? So if there's a mechanism in your brain that automatically does not register the people as your sexual uh, 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 forte anymore. That's some amazing stuff, and we need to get into that if, if that's really true. But <laughs> my point is this, man. When can we get to a point as men? And I'm telling you, Nick. I'm telling you. I'm gonna put it on you in the sense of in the sense of the women aspect. When men feel like they can't be honest and say, "Yo, I think the person's attractive." 
And if I explore that thought, then this person would and is my cup of tea. But since I'm not in that space for whatever reason, whether you're in a relationship, whether you just don't feel like it right now, like you see people passing, don't act like you don't see people on video. You know how niggas be. Cut it out. Niggas see it on TV and be like, yo, damn. All right, drop it like it's hot now. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) come on. So we register these things in a split second, but it does not mean that it's the occupying consciousness of how you feel in, quote, unquote, real-time reality. But if you wanted to explore the thought of your cup of tea, of your cup of tea then you may can answer the paradox and say, well, yes, I do feel that way if I think about it and analyze it. Yeah, sure. But is it the reality? No. You see what I'm saying? So that's how you answer the particular paradox. And I'm going to say this for my brothers, is, and really, sisters, seriously, real talk, we got to get to a point where we, the men can have these conversations with you without you feeling some type of way. You know why? Because we come from the culture. And I should have grabbed a sound bite of this. I bust the windows out your car. <laughs> that, that's the culture we come from. Now, hold on, now, hold on. This is serious stuff now. Because I raised my hand. I never had the windows busted out in my car. But in the year 2000, when I had that Tahoe, I had a brand-new Tahoe, 99, one year late, baby mama, I'm at the park with the kids, baby mama goes outside. I'm at the park. I'm down the street. Go outside, right? And I see her putting something in my gas tank. <laughs> no, you know, you like so yesterday funny. See? <laughs> She's I'm hella mad you in the distance of court.
have to ask the question. It's two things that come up for me as I hear you finish that last statement. First of all, which one is the irrational behavior? Is it because then because now I have to ask the question, and you don't have to answer it. I'm just really asking it rhetorically. Why did she pour the sugar water in your gas tank? Hold it. You ain't even got to tell me right now. I'm I'm, I'm not. So so hold on. So then the question becomes, which one is the irrational behavior? Because a you knew that bitch was crazy before she poured the sugar water in your tank. So was were you the one who was irrational to do some shit that would cause her to pour the sugar water in your tank? Or and, and and I'm not I'm not taking away the responsibility on women to control their emotions, to control their reactions because there's you're also speaking to a disconnection oftentimes in women and human beings that it, that it, a detachment from reality. So her reasoning could have been totally irrational, but I don't always want to make the assumption that the one holding the smoking gun is necessarily the one who pulled the trigger. That's not always true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can we can get okay, uh, and I'm 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 jumping ahead of myself a little bit here, but. Again, we we talking about Jim and I. We're talking about this duality, and like you said originally, the 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 differences can be reconciled. So what that implies to me is that truth is is like this thing, like love, where it's it's this fine line that we walk. It's it's really somewhere in the middle, and it's not anywhere toward the extremes. And that's that's the last of my button is. <laughs> that's the last of my button. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. And you know what? I'm going to take your option of not even answering that. I'm not going to even answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. You know why? You pleading no, no, no. the fifth? No, no, no. Not that I'm pleading the fifth. Because one thing I understand about cosmic law, and we had this discussion, is when you deal with the first six zodiac signs. Because think of this, ladies and gentlemen. The will of creation was cleverly put in front of our face in what we call an object called a wall clock. It goes in a circle with the number 12 being at the very top and the number 6 at the bottom. So when you understand the first six zodiac signs, in this simple diagram, let's just say everything from 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, let's go backwards. From 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, all of those things that appear at the bottom of the chart, so we would divide a, a wall clock in half and we draw a line from 9 to 3 o'clock. Everything at the bottom in astrology represents first six zodiac signs. And these first six are more personal. They deal more with your personal responsibility than mm-hmm. you're talking about. So that's why I'm not going to say nothing right okay, now. Okay, thank you. When we, when, when we get into the back six of them, we talk more about the joint effort when the two come together. However, Gemini does give us, and all of them do to a degree, they give us insight into the opposite. So I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. Okay. And, and, okay. and yeah, I, I knew she was crazy. Raise your hand, nigga, if you, wanna, if, you, if you want your baby mama to bust your windows out your car and put sugar water in your gas tank beforehand, <laughs> did you get that message and memo before you started messing with her? No, I didn't get it clear. Was the sign there? I don't know. You didn't get, I did you not get it clear or were you not listening? 
Uh, because there's okay. a difference. Uh, we we gotta do. See, we gotta deal with this personal responsibility. I'm really glad that you said what you did about the first six signs. Really dealing with personal responsibility. We are talking about yourself before we get into dealing with relationships with other people, whether it's lovers, whether it's family members, whether it's friends. It doesn't matter who it is. I am first. I am first. I am first. Period. Mm-hmm. It all start. It all starts with self. So I, I just want to backtrack a little bit because I, I did have a few notes that I, I wanted to touch on since you, um, David, roughing the mic on us this afternoon. No. Nah. Um, <laughs> so just to recap a little bit and, and, and bring it back, we, we're dealing with Gemini today. So some key words for, for Gemini. We're dealing with duality. We're dealing with communication. We're dealing with intellect, right? Um, the body parts that uh, Gemini deals with, as uh, Noble mentioned earlier, Gemini rules the lungs. Gemini also deals with um, the hands and the arms, right? And I thought that that was really um, appropriate because I, I have been thinking about how all of these signs sort of overlap each other. You know, one sign feeds into the next one. So the first week in Aries, we dealt with the head. Second week in Taurus, we dealt with the throat and, and speech mm-hmm. and what we were professing to be true in and of ourselves, right? So now here we are talking about uh, Gemini. So Gemini not only um, ruling over the lungs, it also deals with the hands and the arms. So naturally, what are the hands and arms associated with? It's associated with that which we do. So for me, as I was, you know, spending the week thinking about today's topic, thinking about Gemini, thinking about this duality, thinking about, you know, Cain and Abel, the twins, right, it occurred to me, and and I love that quote that you gave at the top of the show, these things can be reconciled. And we live in a society, like Noble said earlier, where, you know, we think that everything is black and white. It's either this or it's that. There is no in-between. One of my favorite sayings, and I, I say it all the time on my videos, I say it all the time in conversation, God is in the middle. We have to get really clear and really comfortable with the fact that God does not give a shit about our human conflicts, this black and white, this man and woman, this up and down, this masculine and feminine, God don't care about that. That's human shit that we deal with and escalate and make into the the, the the substance of war, ultimately, right? And that's what we're dealing with here in Gemini. We, we started out with Aries and Aries being ruled by Mars. Mars is about war. It is dealing with, with that subject, right? And like I said earlier, all of these signs overlap each other. So what is determined and decided here at Gemini is really what continues, what we decide on an intellectual level is what really dictates how this light bounces around in the rest of the houses. There is a very important decision to be made here at Gemini. So I don't, I don't want to brush um, I don't want to brush on that lightly. Um, I, I wanted to share a piece real quickly and I'm taking a page from uh, Noble Anpu and um, Mia Akasha's work, the self-activation workbook. As I was doing my research, 
I always will come back and, and do a few different references on my Kabbalah stuff and various different planets because we're dealing with the zodiac and the zodiac, uh, the constellations are influenced and ruled by various different planets. I always got to come back and, and check out uh, what's going on with the planets that are associated with the topic. So uh, fittingly enough, I wanted to share this page on Mercury from um, – the, the self-activation workbook because it's, it's super duper fitting. So, um, and it, it shares a little bit, a little story about Mercury. So, it says, the inventor of writing, the goddess Sethket, whispered into Tahuti's ear special instructions on how to bring the ancient magical art of script and language to mankind. This couple, among the oldest deities, gave birth to the alphabet, the first books, and calendars on earth. Language crosses all barriers between spirit and matter, translates the ethereal to the earth plane. The god of wisdom, the scribe of the starry heavens, is, is one known by many names. The Houthi, Thoth, and later in the Western world, Mercury. No more I got some notes, and I'm going to share them in just a second. I want to I get through this. With an orbital revolution of 88 days, this quicksilver planet closest to the sun governs all forms of communication, learning, travel, and the mental realm. Noble touched on that earlier. He is notorious for his periodic retrograde motion, which all things he governs have great potential to go haywire. With one winged foot in the material plane and the other in the world of spirit, Mercury is a neutral energy, neither feminine nor masculine, right? And we, we talked about Gemini which is ruled uh, by Mercury, dealing it being these these sort of twin pillars, the, the twins. It's neither feminine nor masculine. The divine messenger is the planetary lord of Gemini and Virgo exalted, an incredibly curious and unemotional energy, right? We talked about, I just said, God does not give a shit about our human conflicts and quarrels. God is not, oh, really? God is detached from it, and we got to get comfortable with that. With precision, he rules artists, writers, intellectuals, mathematicians, magicians, con men, and hustlers, right? So that, that becomes really, I'm going to stop right there um, um, with the, the reading from the workbook, but that becomes really interesting in our psychology and, and our understanding about what's possible here on planet Earth. Like Noble just kind of dealt with a little bit earlier, we want to think it's comfortable for us to believe that everything is black and white. God likes good and doesn't like bad, but that is not – it should be very clear to us at this point in our existence that that is not true, right? If God really didn't like ugly – if God really didn't like negativity or bad, right, if God really didn't like the idea of, of racism, then why hasn't God interceded at this point in history? Like, we got we to gotta be brave enough to really answer that question. And that in itself is really what we're dealing with here at this, this house called Gemini, right? So like I said, we're we're dealing with the integration between our, our right and left hemispheres, right? We got the spiritual side and we have the intellectual side of ourselves. And in, in the society that we live in, we've been very much trained to believe that one has to be superior to the other. One is better, one is worse, one is one is good, one is evil, one is the devil, one is God, right? 
So now here we are having to answer this this very riddle at what I like. I heard uh, Myra Moss say it. Myra Moss calls Gemini uh, the the twin gates, right? And there mm-hmm. there are many a soldier <laughs> who have not made it through these gates whole. Like we said earlier, the decisions that we make at Gemini, the intellectual perceptions, ideas, notions that we develop influence the entire rest of the wheel, the rest of the chart. So it's here that we are choosing life and death, right? So why do I say we're choosing life and death here? Well, that's because what's the next gate? Cancer. Cancer is home, right? And if we're looking at the the Kabbalistic perspective of it, Kabbalah says that the uh, – the manifestation of God on the material plane is actually a feminine principle called the Shekinah. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that being true, the 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 dwelling spirit, the, the the physical spirit of God on this dimension being the Shekinah, right? Where does the Shekinah dwell? Shekinah dwells in the home. The woman in Kabbalah, in the Hebrew tradition, on Friday night, tonight, the woman is the one who is going to light the candle and and draw the Shekinah into the home. She's the only one who can do it. Man can't do it. In any tradition, I don't care if you're talking about Christianity, I don't care if you're talking about uh, Muslim tradition, I don't care what tradition you're talking about, Who's the head, who's the 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 leader in the household? Who, not the provider. Who runs the household? The woman does. So again, that is cancer. The woman is the Shekinah in her home. We, we got to really deal with that. So if we're talking about the the presence of God, right? And me and Noble were talking about it just the other day. I, I love uh, some of the Kabbalists speak to it. And there's a saying that says, if there is not peace in your home, then God does not dwell there. Oh, he gone. So, he so gone. What's, what's the implication here? The implication is, is that if any conflict exists in your house, in your home, whether we're talking about your physical home or we're talking about these areas in space called your, your 12 houses in, in your zodiac chart, if there is any conflict or disruption there, God does not dwell in that space. So the the solution here is to integrate. We have to find the solution between these two conflicting ideas. And here's the question we have to ask. Is it possible that opposites can exist in one space harmoniously? Mm. So that's what we're dealing with today. Mm. Mm. Yes, because um, and and I want to be clear with this. See, this part of the wheel is Gemini, because you're dealing with intellect and consciousness. And I said it in the book, Spiritual Wisdom for the 21st Century. You can get it off my Astrology Coach Fine Edition, Amazon as well. Um, Your conscious agreement is the law of the land. It is thy constitution to yourself. And I gave an example in the book how my grandparents, 50 years of marriage, don't know nada on no science. 
Nope. Nope. Don't know nothing about that. We're talking about Grandmama picked cotton in Tennessee. Ripley, Tennessee. We're talking, we talking that era, right? They don't know nothing about no science and consciousness. But she was in a relationship until she departed this earth plane for over 50 years. So do you have to know, or my point is, you can have an agreement that this is what I want and this is the style of relationship that is the most compatible for me and us and we can function together within it. So can opposites be agreeable? Oh, absolutely. If they can really become conscious of, because it's conscious, it's awareness, you can become aware of what is our function and what is our protocol called, especially as far as how we're going to deal with things, but more importantly, again, if things happen to go on the left side of the ledger, conflict, how we deal with it. So opposites most certainly can exist because this is the realm, again, we're talking Gemini, we're talking about the beautiful realm of duality, polarity, male-female, left-right, up-down, cold-hot, and things of that particular nature. Um, you know, Nick, I want to, I want to, I want to, I got a note here on uh, the biological imperative, right? And this is important because uh, in this Gemini frequency, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something, man. Shout out. I don't give a damn what you say because I, I promise you one thing I can do is I can come with facts. Um, shout out to my people, uh, the LGBT community, man. Straight up. Nick Nick the other day called me the Mr. The, the lawyer for them in a sense, right? <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you something, because I'm going to tell you something about Gemini. I noticed that a lot of people that you would call gay or lesbian or bi, whatever, um, they have Gemini energy, right, somewhere, Gemini energy, right, the duality of the oxymoron. <clears throat> this is a tough pill to swallow, man, And um, but I'm, I'm going to give it to you because the only thing you got to do is just simply Google fact check me, baby. And go through the process, and you would see like, okay, this nigga ain't lying. Let me, let me, let me put some rationale to it, and you're gonna see it. The question, well, let's deal with the facts, right? The facts is, when I start studying embryogenesis, the study of you as a little embryo in your mama's womb, you go through this process of developing something called Wolfian ducts about week number four as an embryo, facts, okay? These ducks and their function later, about five to ten, five to six weeks later, they will become testicles, things that will make, quote, unquote, you a man and the, man, the masculine sexual reproduction organs later around week ten. But let's deal, we at week four now, one month of your little tiny bitty development. And then immediately after that, a week tops at week five, you start developing something called Mullerian ducts, sacs, which at week 10 could become, in their function, the ovaries, uh, fallopian tubes, and things that deal with the female sexual reproductive organs. This is a fact, okay? So in embryogenesis at week four and five, you are now carrying both ducts. 
I got, got to keep it 100 with this. I just got to, okay? And this is a fact, all right? Then at week 10, like I said, you make a decision that says, oh, I want to be a woman. Oh, I'm going to be a man. And then for me, my malarian ducks, the feminine ducks, went ahead and started to say they went in, in science uses the term, a trophy. Basically, they start to go dormant. Okay, and then my woofy ducts develop, and I start to get testicles and things of that nature. And then for a woman, she starts to develop the fallopian tubes, ovaries, and things of that nature. And the woofy duct goes dormant, also known as the male prostate now in a woman, or the skin gland. Facts. There's also something inside of a man called the masculina vagina. Facts. Right? Gotta go there because because mercury. <laughs> As you said, is neither male or female. Shout out to Nia Akasha who helped me create that workbook and whatnot. She went in. And so Mercury is known as the hermaphrodite. It's male and female. It's not neither because it's both. You understand what I'm saying? It takes it jumps on the side that it wants to. You understand what I'm saying? Pure D consciousness. God in action. Facts, right? So if you come from in this reality, let's just be really real. You come from your mama and your daddy in this reality. So you, you look like your mama, but you act like your daddy, and vice versa. So why wouldn't you have whooping ducks and malaria ducks at week four and five, and then later you start to become your own gender and your own manifestation as spirit manifest in flesh? It makes perfect sense. But if you can understand that great truth, because there's something there, Nick, for a whole month, you lived as a man and a woman mm. in potential. You made a decision later on down the line. See, I'm not in agreement with science in totality that says, yeah, okay, the man determines the, the, the gender. That's fine. But what I'm saying is if that's the case, then damn it, if the man determined the gender or if the woman determined the gender, if you believe that, why do you need the opposite sex duck to come online just to get rid of it? Mm. That's the question you got to ask. That's the question that we got to get into right there. If you telling me that my mama determines my sexual determination, why at week four and five am I carrying both ducks and I'm only going to use one? This is a question. It's just a question to understand your own process of evolution and where you're at. Because I say it all the time, and we can get into this in maybe week ten. Man, listen. You got something called wisdom teeth, Nick, that you can't even use in this reality. You got to go to the dentist and pull them out because your mouth and your skull and the nerves in your brain that's connected to the teeth ain't able to carry the function of those teeth. You are a process in evolution right now. Consciousness is studying you right now to figure out how the hell I'm going to get these four extra teeth and nerves called cranial nerves in this nigga's brain right now. So don't tell me nothing about what you think you know, man. For real. For real. And it's got everything to deal with the, the Gemini duality aspect. But I'm saying that to say this, and here's the thing, because we're talking about consciousness, and I come off the, I come off the gas with this. Could the biological imperative with what we call the LGBT community says, you know what? Because remember, Nick, in the Kabbalah, Gemini is the lovers. And here's the question. 
Here's this, and this is just a question, and it's a question of science and spirituality. Here's a question. Consciously, since we appear as human beings in 2016, if you want to say, well, you've been on the earth for thousands of years and you built pyramids and you did all this great thing, there's still so much turmoil. You haven't figured out as collective humanity to figure out world peace and prosperity for every single body when nobody's suffering to the best of your ability. Could the intelligence called Gemini, the biological imperative, say it, and I hate to be frank like this, but it is what it is, fuck the regular laws of reproducing. We have enough humans here. It is time to go within self and do something different because these human beings are not giving me the ultimate expression of heaven on earth. And I'll come off the gate with the duality of that shit. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, that's that's excellent, Noble. So I, I, I'm, I'm over here looking at my notes, and it was a couple of things that I, I didn't get a chance to touch um, or I just didn't touch as I was talking about um, or reading that piece from Mercury. So one of the things that I wanted to pull out pull out of there is dealing with when it talked about um, um, Tahuti being associated with Mercury, right? So we know when we're talking about Tahuti, we're talking about language, we're talking about writing, we're talking about uh, the wisdom that brought forth the alphabets, right? So, again, when we talk about Gemini really being this very pivotal space in communication, right, communication is the key in relationships, right? Again, this is being affirmed in associating Mercury, which rules Gemini, with Tahuti, right? So communication is the building block of civilization or uncivilization, right? Because we're talking about this area of space and all of them all influencing each other. So it becomes this very intricate and very interesting dance that, that happens. And I love what you talked about, Noble, and talking about how consciousness is really the one that is running this show here, right? I, I heard it spoken beautifully. I went to a concert last night, a friend of mine's concert, and he was talking, you know, there's a lot of controversy about Trump. And, like, straight up, I've not been following any of the political stuff just because, like, I'm – like I said last show, I don't, I'm not worried about none of that stuff. But my homeboy in his concert, he was talking about the Trump thing, and he just gave a reminder to the people, like, yo, folks have to remember you are self-governed, right? That is, that is an innate fact. By nature, we are self-governed until we give up that power to another force, a force that's wiser than us, a force that's smarter than us, a force that's stronger than us a lot of times. And a lot of people, this this is really the gate where a lot of folks get stuck at, right? Because there's there's this riddle that we have to answer. And it's funny, I was I was watching, I love the show uh The Magicians and the it, the the second season just premiered. I was watching it on on demand yesterday. And as you listen to any, you know, nursery rhyme or, you know, old, uh, not old, but just uh, children's stories, a lot of times there's this this story where um, some aspirant comes to a, a gate or to some bridge and they want to cross the bridge and there's a troll there, right? 
And so they got to answer a question. They got to use the power in their minds to defeat this and, and, and come up with the answer to this particular riddle. Well, Gemini is that very gate, right? So the question becomes, who who is the troll at the gate? Who's the one determining whether or not you can cross through the gate? And like Noble said earlier, the answer is it's your consciousness. It's the decision that you make here at, at Gemini that says, in any particular situation, how do I perceive, first of all, the experience that I'm in? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it challenging? Can I do it, right? And then the next thing is, are we asking ourselves, the question that we have to answer is, is the decision that I'm making in conflict with one or more parts of myself? And so when we get into the inner peace class and we start talking about I am first and honoring our hearts first, honoring that space first, not being concerned about what other people are going to think, not being concerned about people pleasing, not being concerned about anybody else but our own hearts, our own spirits. If we have any conflict with that, it is going to show up in our lives. And it's funny to me because a lot of times as human beings, we have this tendency to think that, you know, I can I can hide my real motives. I can hide what I really believe about something. But I'm the type of person, I'm so funny, I'll sit back and just kind of observe and listen to people. And my question to myself is always, where's the conflict, right? Because people wouldn't be complaining to you or talking to you about different, you know, traumas and dramas and issues if it wasn't something that was affecting them. And a lot of times as human beings, we can beat our heads up against a, up against a wall and call ourselves trying to figure out, I just can't figure out why this ain't working out in my favor. I can't figure out why I don't have peace, why I don't have harmony in this particular space. I said it before, the math don't change. We do. So a lot of times that conflict arises because we and ourselves are conflicted. We're not honoring our hearts. We're not honoring our spirits, right? And so to bring it back around to what Noble was talking about earlier, in our society a lot of times we train men not to be honest. We train them not to speak their truth. We're, we train them not to be in touch with their emotions. And then somehow we expect them to be healthy, functioning human beings in our relationships in the society that we expect them to to lead us in, right? And we're trying to figure out, well, why is that not happening? Why are my relationships not working out? The answer is there's a conflict somewhere. So when we are not honoring the heart, when we're not honoring the self and we're honoring other parts of, or other demands or other worldly expectations, well, then we, that, we're telling that light, mm, I'll need you to kind of bounce around a little bit and kind of expose for me where my conflict lies, right? Because that's the question that a lot of people are asking. Why, why I can't get, through the gates and, can't get through the gates and get to heaven? And what are the gates? Again, the, the, that next step is heaven on earth. That's cancer. So when there's a, a conflict, that immediately lets me know there's a disintegration between either A, what a person says and what they're doing, or B, what they believe 
and what they're actually acting out through their actions. And I, I got to bring it up because I've been seeing a lot of it in the so-called conscious community. Right now, folks are experiencing and witnessing a lot of drama in the so-called conscious community. These niggas is bickering with each other. They fighting like cats and dogs, trying to prove whose theory is better than the next person's and all of this arguing and bitchiness and cattiness that is absolutely ridiculous. And we sit back and we observe it as as so-called students, as so-called pupils, as, as you know, and, and, and we look a lot of times to folks for leadership and then we witness them being catty and, and and being vindictive amongst each other. And I see it when I when I look at these lectures and I look at the comments and I look at the conversations surrounding a lot of these conversations. And and the reality of it is folks are seeing this madness and people are losing hope in so-called their own elevation or their own consciousness. Folks are saying, well, you know, how is that possible? You you funking over here with these folks and then you telling me that, you know, black folks need to love each other and black folks need to stop killing each other, but we are the ones hating on each other and causing the most, in, the most uh, conflict in our own communities. It's the conflict within the self. A lot of us have not realized that the revolution is is an inner experience. The revolution is internal. It's not external. And we get so caught up in trying to correct the next person and what it really is is it's deflecting. We are deflecting and and, and occupying ourselves with the next person's work rather than occupying ourselves with our need to integrate and to resolve our own inner conflicts. I said it I said it in Aries. We don't have time to be concerned about what the next person is doing when we are doing our own work. So the work is about integrating. The work is about getting truthful and honest within our hearts. And when we can really do that, it's here at the gates of Gemini that conflict gets resolved because, like I said before, God exists in the middle. God doesn't care about our our human conflicts, our human extremes of, of good and bad, of right and wrong. God exists in the middle. And a lot of folks get caught right here because we think to ourselves, well, that's, that's difficult to exist in the middle. That's like walking on a tightrope. And they're right. It is. Nobody said this work was going to be easy. And, yes, life is like a tightrope walk. But guess what? If we genuinely and truly seek to be like God, then what we're being asked to do is to become acrobats. And what does an acrobat do? An acrobat is comfortable walking on a tightrope. A tightrope. Motherfucker up there doing flips, running, jumping, having hella fun. Things that we can't conceive of because we are not in our acrobat mindset. We get stuck at the gates and we say to ourselves, "No, this is too hard. You know, I don't, I don't have no earth in my chart, so I'm just doomed." Now we're being asked to find the solution, and here's and here's where it happens. It happens right here at Gemini because this is the gateway to heaven. 
if we want to get to heaven, if we want to be like God, we have to resolve the conflict. We have to figure out how it is absolutely possible that it can be yes and no at the same time. Preach. Teach that word. Did you just say acrobat mindset? We got to have acrobat mindset. Hey, I got to post something for that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is remind me of me listening to some Forty Water song about some Carlos Rossi Ron. Did she just say acrobat <laughs> mindset? Acrobat mindset, man. What the hell is that acrobat mindset? Walking the tightrope, man. Man, think about that though. That's a whole nother level of consciousness. But this is the thing, man. We do it all the time. Because I always say, can you remember the time when you first got your driver's license, the first car? Those are monumental shifts in your human Western experience. Everything started to align, and we do it all the time from the most minute things. I'm getting out to bed, and I'm brushing my teeth. I'm going to wash my face. Okay, I'm going to bathe. I'm going to get dressed, and I'm about to go make a major purchase and sale. And life is about to be better. And I'm going to go out to eat and get. We do it all the time. All the time we do it. Nothing exists but what you think exists. Meaning, as Nick said in show one, and you said it, and I got to get a clip of that. That's what it is. Let's say. When you focus on yourself and doing you, you ain't got no time to be thinking and talking and discussing and worrying. How dare you worry about somebody else? That is such a sin. For your own life, for you not to have achieved, you achieved your eternal state of happiness of what you won't call goals and desires, but you have the nerve to be complaining about something else. That's a sin because you're really missing the mark of your goal and your objective. I guess Christ said it, Nick, that he without, you know, ye without sin cast the first stone. But acrobat mindset? Oh, that's a, that's a freestyle. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Straight up, man. For real. For real, man. For real, man. I want to say this. I, I think as y'all listen, and y'all say, wait a minute. Last time Ampoo was speaking, this nigga was talking about embryogenesis in the body. Is he saying? I want to be clear. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. Tina Marie said it. Don't you know if you die and your heart is full of sin, when you die, you'll come back again. Like, you, you, like, listen, listen, listen. You have to take care of your soul and the things that you experience. Have to. Have to man, and so um, I did say, and I and I'm going to say, you better understand this, Nick. Listen, because you talked about the individual experience of the revolution, which must take place in yourself first before you can even think about linking up with another brother who's talking about consciousness and black power and group economics and better health and melanin and. Stars and quasars and the imagination and 
all these things that we talk about in consciousness. I've been said it when we're looking at the looking at the collective lack of and you know lack of the solution. Why are we not living in the solution? Hmm. That, that, that's the question. That, that becomes a question. But I'm gonna tell you something like this. Shout out to you people. We breaking up again. Up to, breaking oh, up. Can, can you hear me? Yep, better. All right, so shout out to, to, to Huey P from Louisiana, Monroe, and went up to Oakland and started something. You, the world ain't never seen nothing like that. And I'm telling you, you better pay very close attention to the Aquarian age because some things then happened to the human experience, especially in America that we just got to deal with called facts, called slavery, called racism. Like, and that's what we all be, to a degree, Nick, griping about. That's really... The common, I said this years ago, the common denominator of why people get together in what we call a conscious community and have a speech is because something in society is, quote, unquote, not right. It's not, it's not what I think it could be. That's, that's, that's the common driving core. And you could say government, slavery, racism, abuse of power, and these things are absolutely true and they're facts. They're facts. But anyway, there's a way that we can deal with that. We don't have the heart, obviously, and I just got to keep it 100. And we get into that show far out of heart, but how to activate that heart energy and what it looks like. Because, see, the revolution ain't got to look like what you think it looked like. And, I, and I'll give you an example. We are in the Aquarian age, fact number one, for 2,000 years. This is a fact. This is a fact. I am an Aquarian. It's a fact. In those situations in the United States of America called slavery, the most intense situation on the land map as it dealt with a governmental power and its citizens or slaves or whatever they want to call it, that was a very harsh moment in, 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 in what we call history. But you're not a slave anymore, and something happened, a catalyst happened, a change occurred. And we have to be real honest, and Nick, and this is where the conscious community, they don't want to give the Northern Union soldiers, they props. And I tell a motherfucker, quit. I'm a Union soldier, nigga. Fuck blood, fuck crit, nigga. Union soldier all day, nigga. Abe Lincoln, nigga. The North came and got niggas out that situation, nigga. No, you got to really look at this if you want to be real about history. See, that's what I'm saying. Can we have real talk? Like, what flag came and got black folks about that situation? Was it a red, black, and green one? Was it an Islamic one with a with the crescent moon on this side or that side? Was it a fez? What what situation came and occurred on the record book to get you out that situation? And we just got to deal with what they say happened. What they said happened on the on the, on the history books. It to tell you that the northern states came and got you out that situation. This is a fact. And when we look into this history, okay, oh, this is the advent of Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Facts. Aquarius. Facts. <laughs> Gucci Mane. Facts. Shout out to Gucci Mane and Keisha Kaor getting motherfucking wedded on my daughters, the twins. And you know I got a mystical story with twins. I got a twin that's on the other side, and my daughter be on this side. And you take a picture of her, Nick, and you won't even see her head. Am I lying? Am I lying? Am I lying? Am I lying? No. Truth. 
twins. Y'all don't know. And Nick is a twin. And you know if you're paying attention. That's how you really know. <laughs> Nick is a twin. Well, come on, man. So twin paradoxes and twin realities, man. We do this, man. But let me back it on up. The North, the North is the real deal. And I'm just going off like, like, like right now, let's be real, Nick. Donald Trump, the KKK was coming out before, oh, we support Donald Trump. This is the KKK who said, we'll put on a white sheet and put you niggas up under the dirt if we get a chance to, nigger. Real talk. An end was put to that, to the slavery aspect of it. You got to deal with that. You got to deal with that. And that's Abe Lincoln. Shout out to Abe Lincoln. Shout out to his general on a $50 bill. We want to talk about stars, and you like 50 Cent and star power, and the 50th, the 50th president is Grant, and we're dealing with the 50 states and 50 stars to make a nation, which is the orbital period between Sirius A and Sirius B. Hello. Come on. This is ancestral awakening. God is in charge. This is called acrobat mindset. <laughs> Seriously. So shout out to this whole thing that's going down, man. But Huey P. Newton, Aquarius, Oakland, Black Panther Party. Listen, say what you want to say. History also reflects there was a group of people called the Black Panthers who said, you know what, I'm educated. It's the law. You got a right to bear arms, bear arms. It has to be open, shotgun, shotgun. That's what it is. It has to be open carry. So they, so anybody carrying a weapon, the public can know. That's the rules. That's the protocol. And it happened. It then said, you know what? We step into the, we step into the state house. Governor at that time, Ronald Reagan, step into the state house. We're going to have a conversation. Government shut down right now. Conversation. Aquarian in Maine. Same birthday as Michael Jordan. The coldest who ever did it, Nick. Like, are these things coincidences? <laughs> like Huey P. Newton got a certain aspect in history of creation, a, a certain catalyst, which, you know what I'm saying? Looking at God, Abe Lincoln, Michael Jordan, the greatest, same birthday as Huey P. Stop playing. There's something going on here that you can understand. And let me tell y'all something. Just because it's 12, man, this thing is not rocket science. I say it all the time. Why? Because it deals with the very point of right here collective. Consciousness, individual consciousness, what you think, what you're really putting your emotion into, you know that's what materialized. Again, the struggle becomes, Nick, like you said, it's time to integrate. It's time to integrate. And my last thing is this is, listen, it's a fact because I'm coming back to my folks. It's a fact. When the LGBT flag went up, the Confederate flag came down. The same, same timeline. Facts. Shout out to Andy Marlette, the illest political cartoonist down in Florida. Got the famous picture of Uncle Sam lowering the Confederate flag and at the same time on the split side raising up the rainbow flag, which is the color spectrum of light that you live in. Minister Jew said all the time, listen, hold up. These people use a rainbow flag, and it is the very essence of the color spectrum in which you live in. All you see is red, oranges, yellow, greens, blue, and indigos and violets, nigga. That's what you see. That's, that's your reality and spectrum of light, of visibility. 
That is one of listen. That flag right there. Again, you better ask God why would that flag raise and the Confederate flag come tumbling down. I tell you why. It's because it's called consciousness and agreement, Gemini. Go ahead, Nick. Wow, that's that's it. That's it. I I, I want to go ahead and just kind of button this thing up a little bit and 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 tie it back around. Uh, like like Noble just said. At the end of the day, and Jim and I, we're talking about what you really believe. Me and Noble were having a conversation earlier in the week, and he was talking about the fact that, you know, a lot of times our greatest teachers can be the very person who is exemplifying uh, conflict or disintegration, right? The smoker telling you, it's, don't smoke, it's bad for your health, Right but how would they know such a thing unless they experienced such a thing, right? So what Jim and I, I think, is really asking us, and I, I, I want to I really tie this back to how this implicates our relationships. What came out of that conversation was, you know, Noble, he posed the question. He said, do I have to be integrating? Do I have to be a living example of what I teach in order to be to be in heaven, in order to be good, or not even to be in heaven, not even in order to be good, just to be present, to exist. Can I teach from a space of of the opposite, of of the negative knowing, right? Can I be the smoker telling you that it's not a good idea to smoke? And I say, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, our 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 challenge, and like Noble said, these first six signs, we are dealing with our personal responsibility. Before we can start talking about having a revolution elsewhere, we got to have that internal revolution first. You can't talk about expecting somebody else to get well and expecting somebody else to get their life in order and you haven't done the same for yourself. So right now we're talking about personal responsibility. So when Noble posed the question, he said, can I tell you not to smoke and I myself am a smoker? What I had to get present with was, yes, you absolutely can. And a lot of times in our human experience, we are very uncomfortable with that because we perceive it to be a contradiction, when in reality that's not, that's not what it is, right? Or, excuse me, what I should say is that we got to get comfortable with the fact that contra- conflict and, 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 and contradiction in and of themselves are not bad. They're not. Conflict oftentimes is the very thing that shows us truth, right? Conflict is the thing that will show up and and really serve for us as a mirror of what we truly in our hearts, in our spirits, in our souls, in our minds, at the core, what it is that we really believe. And and when a, a contradiction shows up for a lot of times as human beings, that makes us very uncomfortable. I'm not comfortable with this with this cigarette smoker telling me that it's not okay to smoke cigarettes. But how else would God have the knowledge or the intellect to understand that smoking was bad if he didn't first have the experience? We've we got to be real about that. 
And, and that makes us uncomfortable, especially a lot of t- especially when we're talking about our relationships, because a lot of times, and I talked about it before in a previous episode, a lot of times as human beings, because we perceive ourselves to be broken, again, there's that key word, perception. So we expect somebody else to come in and be the solution to that. I've said it again. I'll say it over and over. The revolution is inside. We cannot expect or demand of others what we will not give of ourselves to ourselves and to others. This is the truth. So what I said to Nova, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yes, it is possible to teach a thing yet not to live a thing. Here's the truth, and this is what I said. I said I could find out today that Noble is actually, and this is me just being silly, I could find out today Noble is a crackhead living in his mama's basement. And we all know Noble has, Noble got influence, and, and Noble is touching hearts and minds, and you as well, on other continents. So when we're talking about influence and folks actually bearing witness to this information, there's a reach there. There's an audience there, and that's the truth, right? So then what happens, and we're seeing it happen right now in the conscious community. So if I found out today that Noble was a crackhead living in his mama's basement, right, the question that I then, we're talking again about personal responsibility, the question that I become confronted with is this. Is what he said true or not? Get out your feelings about how you may feel about him being a crackhead. Get out your feelings. Is the information accurate? And, and that's really the point that a lot of the conscious community is in right now in, 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 in watching their leaders tear, tear each other and themselves ultimately down, right? Does the information stop being accurate? And if I'm honest with myself, and I'm mature and I step outside of my emotions and my feelings, the answer is still yes. Yes, this information is still accurate. Yes, these teachings still work. If I'm being, if I'm being honest with myself, do I see the evidence of it? Yes. I got goals one, two, and three down from, from my imagination guru uh, goals. This quantum imaging absolutely works regardless of what he has going on in his personal life. Here's where the resolution comes in in the conflict, because, yes, we are entitled to fully feel and be present with our personal emotions about whatever disappointment may come up in me finding out that reality, right? I'm I'm entitled to that. I'm entitled to now be disappointed because I'm finding out that, the guru ain't, ain't really applying the, the teachings to his own life. But here's the personal responsibility. Because at no point did any great teacher, any great guru ever say, follow me. They say, follow this love, follow these teachings, follow this information. But I, am, I myself am a mere human being. So there's the answer to the question. Do I have to do it? No, not necessarily. And it can be the revel- it can be the revelation of the experience itself that brings forth truth. A lot of us don't like to admit it, but the truth of the matter is a lot of times that wrestle with the devil, 
that conflict with the devil is really what brings us to heaven. And a lot of times we're not comfortable with that. We're not comfortable with it in our in our relationships. We're not comfortable with my baby daddy who gets on my last nerves and I thought he was one person and then I come to find out he's a different person. No, you never really thought that, see, because the experience is going to pop up to give the, revolu- the revelation of what was really going on or what you really genuinely, truly believe, not what you presented from your mouth as truth, but we're talking about the integration between the heart and the mind, not just what you're saying out your mouth. So I can be uncomfortable, I can be disappointed in whatever the revelation is, but in being mature as, in, as a human being, as in being emotionally evolved, what I have to get present and honest with is, you know what, I may be disappointed in this person. I may be disappointed in my former lover. I may be disappointed in my parents for being human beings. But guess what? Those experiences also taught me what not to do. Those experiences also taught me what I didn't want. Those experiences also highlighted for me the additional details of what I want to ask the universe for in my next experience, in my next relationship. We, we got to get comfortable with that. It is very immature of us in our emotional humanity to believe this concept that says, you made me mad, now I don't love you anymore. You did something that I don't like, oh, you must not be the person that I thought you were. No, I've said it before. Our partners, our intimate, our close relationships are there to serve as mirrors for us. That's like being a parent and you don't like that your child is selfish. Nine times out of ten, they got that shit from you. You just don't like the mirror. You don't just don't like the way that they express their selfishness because it's not the same way that you express yours. But again, all of these experiences serve as mirrors to who and what we really are at our core. So when I'm talking about what's going on right now in the conscious community, when I'm talking about whether or not we have the right to be emotionally attached to a persona, sure, we we have the right to. But it would not be smart of us to get emotionally attached, and, 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 and I love that, Noble often talks in inner peace about divine detachment. My divine detachment allows me to say, okay, I'm disappointed in the end result. I'm disappointed in this information that I found out. But I have to separate it from my reality. I have to separate it from, and and even more importantly, I have to be very careful about how I categorize this experience, whether it was wrong or right or good or bad. Again, God exists in the middle. It's this tight rope walk. God is not concerned with the extremities of our human experience, the duality of it. We are here to gather information, to have experiences, so that we can reconcile and come up with the solutions to these various riddles that we are being asked at these different, very pivotal, very important experiences in our lives. The question that's being asked here at the gate of, of Gemini is this. Do you practice what you preach? 
And Noble says it all the time. Here on planet Earth, anything goes. No, you don't have to practice what you preach. But if you choose not to practice what you preach, then also know that there are consequences for that decision. So what you're also telling me at the same time is, as, as saying, no, I'm not going to practice what I preach. No, I'm not going to integrate my, 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 my inner twins, my inner uh, reality. What you're also saying to me within that is, no, I don't want to be permitted into the gates of, of, of peace and, and heaven, right? You're saying to me and you're agreeing to conflict, and no matter how you slice that pie. And see, we're talking about we're talking about Gemini again, and we're talking about intellect. We can we can dress that thing up any way we want to do it, and we can say to ourselves. And, and a lot of times in humanity, we see this this uh, characteristic or this need to want to deflect. No, this ugliness that I see in my partner has nothing to do with me, and everything to do with with him. He's just a liar. He you know he nasty. He it is. He it that. No. What we're being shown through all these experiences is who we really are at the core. Whether we like what we see in the mirror or not, that part is up to us. And what we do with it, what we then do with that information. Do we stop and say, no, this it would be too hard for me to reconcile that. I want it to be black or white. I don't want it to be gray. What we do with that determination is really the core of our integrity. When we're talking about integrity, we're talking about the integration of our two realities, higher self, lower self, our inner feminine, our inner masculine, because all of those things exist within, within us. Just like I talk, talked about before in previous shows, the, the show about Gemini today does not only apply to people born under the sun sign of Gemini, we all got a little Gemini in us. We all got a little Aries in there. How we balance, how we reconcile those experiences, how we notice, mm, I don't have any earth whatsoever in my chart. Let me figure out how to fix that. What we do with that information determines our experience in the rest of the houses. And I mean with that. That's what it is. <laughs> Acrobat mindset. I'm going to the studio tonight on that. <laughs> but um, wow, man, wow, that's some of that real spill. Seriously, um, you know, I'm 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 speechless to a, to a degree, Nick. You know what I mean? Because all it takes is our collective agreement, and I'm I'm firm on that. And for us to say, you know, I know what I want, and that's the thing we got to get with self, and that's what we started with week one. You got to get with self and know what it is that you want. There comes a point where we evolve and we start to share our energy for others. Real talk. And it's called whether you got an, uh, you know, if you were, if you quote unquote an employee, that, that's a relationship. Very intimate one because they, you are, you actually give them your time. Every single day, because you got to handle business. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta take care of some things over here. You know what I mean? And so, you know, that's a conscious agreement in the power and 
how yeah, that agreement right there takes care and is sustaining you. Call it a job or your, your dream job, whatever it may be. That's all we have to do is come with one common agreement on what a project is. And see, this kind of talk, Nick, because we're talking about the intellect, which means we have to talk about the current evolution from where we're at right now in quote-unquote space-time reality called 2017, Donald Trump just got elected, right? So we have to, what I call, activate. We have to activate the principles. So you activate the principles in yourself, show one. Like, like Nick said, listen, you're already here. You're here. The moment, since you're already here in your own understanding of saying, hey, this is my journey, this is my agreement, this is my goal, that reason alone is the fuel, is the spark from the creator that's in you to say, go. It's just called accepting the idea. You know, come on, Nick, am I bugging? We know we get ideas that kind of appear like a light bulb in our head and we process it. And then we smile when we think about it, right? And say, oh, yeah, I would like to do. If I say close your eyes and go to the Bahamas and blue waters and white sandy beaches, that's very easy to get into. Let's go to Puerto Rico. Shout out to Puerto Rico. Let's all go back to La Quilio. Right? We, we can all feel it instantly. So my point is, man, listen, y'all. <laughs> Listen, y'all about to see some things. Y'all about to see some things because we have to evolve. And in this evolution in the Aquarian age, to really understand this, man, is collective humanity as a whole will move forward. And my point with Huey P was this, was Huey P wasn't necessarily gunned down, Nick, by the quote-unquote pig. He Uh-oh. was quote unquote fighting against. Police didn't murder him, although police did shoot up headquarters and murder Bobby Hutton and them in a shootout, an exchange of bullets. Came deep. But my point is of understanding the initiator of Huey P in this Aquarian age. Because we're talking Gemini, you got to understand it. This is a a communication must take place from the age. So what you're getting right now is spiritual wisdom for the 21st century, what we can call wisdom of the age. Real talk. Like, did I just not show and tell the world, hey, within these three days, a famous person is going to die. It's going to happen. If it happens, it's going to happen right here on these three days. And then a famous person dies exactly on the day I say it's going to happen on. <laughs> Been doing that for three years. That's easy. The major earthquake, the 7.9, the big ones, I'm going to tell you the exact day it's going to happen on. Oh, Trayvon Martin, Mike, Br- uh, Mike Brown, and Boston Marathon bombing and Charleston church, church shooting, the things you're going to be crying about and whining about and saying that the infamous Illuminati is doing all this and that, we tell you the day that it's going to happen on and been doing that as a science, man. See, I'm glad we at that point in evolution, Nick, where we say, and I can say this, and I know a lot of us come from Christian backgrounds, but we're still at the point within culture. This is what I love about culture. Culture to me is the, uh, I'm going to just be real, man, it's hip-hop. It's, it's, it's a hip-hop slang and understanding. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? And understanding culture, and we look at the fact that, you know what, 
<laughs> you know what? We're already in control. You're not a slave. Mm. I want to be. I want to be clear about this. You're not a slave. Not physically. Not mentally. You can become those things, but the physical dynamic of our reality says you are free to have liberty. You are free to have prosperity. It is your right to be in the pursuit of happiness. It Not to God be mistaken with right. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Noble, because no, no, a no, lot no, of times we get this mixed ahead. up. That is not to be mistaken with. I have the right for somebody to do those things for me. We we got to be hmm. real careful about that because there, especially in the black community, a, a lot of folks is gonna take issue with what you just said, Noble, because they're gonna say, "Well, why I'm not experiencing that?" Really? <laughs> come on, come on. But why? Why oh, I ain't experiencing yeah. that? The, why? Why I ain't got no freedom in my community? Why I can't be upwardly mobile? Why I can't have this? Because why you haven't took the leadership and said, Mr. Trump, Mr. Local Mayor, this is my zone. This is what we do in our community, like a Huey P did and said, this block is ours. We feed the children. Period. I walk around with a shotgun. Period. If we want to take it there, but see, we don't want to take it there because niggas no. are squares, and that's okay. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm square all day, man. Let's talk of stars and science and talk consciousness because, again, again, it is the choice that we make. See, we can't be sitting up here screaming and you never stepped in the ring and you wasn't the opponent on national TV and say, I'm going to beat you in this game called politics. It stops with me. There's certain group of people who just different, Nick. They different. The Kevin Hart's of the world is different. The Napoleons and Hitlers and Farrakhan's and Trumps of the world are different. But everybody got that unique Gemini intelligence in them. Question is, do we have the heart to live it since we say we believe? And I say it with this and I end it with this. The Holy Quran has a beautiful passage that goes along the lines. They say that they believe in Allah and the Messenger, but they do not believe, but yet they know not. So, in other words, you got people who think they really believe. And Nikki said it, so one. If we just look at our own actions and thoughts and the lack of you building the solution shows you are a atheist people. Ooh, don't tell them that. <laughs> no, man, fuck that. See, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I don't play with science. I ain't coding it in science. I talk from God's experience, man. We get down on mountains and pray and things happen. I ain't playing. So over here, you get the church of science and spirituality. I'm telling you. So we can't have that mindset, Nick, if we're not living within that particular leadership of our own lives. And what we say, the collective good should be experienced and what shouldn't be happening to us. 
unless you're one of them special kind of people that I just named. But see, let me tell you something. I want to be very clear. Since you ain't a slave and you just look at the history of certain things, man, listen, it is clear. And shout out to everybody. And this is why I love the hip-hop community, man. If you say what you want to say, the conscious level may not be there as far as science. And shout out, listen, man, shout out, it's the new moon. Shout out, and this new moon came in East Coast time, 707 today. Shout out to the 707, motherfucking Vallejo, Forty Water, the Bay Area, Nick, <laughs> thank you. No, straight shit, real rap. I ain't making this shit up. It came in at 707. Everybody know my OG, 40 from Vallejo, like 707 area. I'm, this is a science. The Bay Area, Huey P. Newton, Oakland, Aquarius, me and Huey P. Newton got the same motherfucking birthday. Sun in the same position in the sky. So I know what this is. I know what this is. Don't stop playing with me, man. God damn it, I said, listen, you may say, oh, that nigga name on Facebook is Galileo. Let me tell you something about Galileo. The sun was in the same position in the sky. With motherfucking Huey Newton and motherfucking Baby from Cash Money, who got a big ass red star tattooed on his head. What's the emphasis on stars in the same birthday? Stop playing. So this is God science, man. And that's what I was saying about the hip hop culture. We know that God is in us, and the scripture tell you. The scripture tell you. Especially when you're dealing with Paul. Do you not know that Christ is within you? But I'll tell you. God is, you're you an extension of God since you say you come from God. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. You said you come from God because God created you. Hmm. So, therefore, you are God manifest. You can't say that you're not because you come from God. So, since you come from God, live in your purpose of God. You don't get me started, Nick. Don't get me started. Don't get me started, man. So, shout out to the new moon. Listen, straight up, real shit. Stop everybody that's here that's even listening to this. Even listening to this. You listening to some motherfucking spaced out shit right now. But we in Earth floating in the darkness of space right now. The planets and sun appear to be going round and round. I know. <laughs> I catch you at the playground, right? <laughs> I'll catch you. Like, like listen, this is a, listen, listen, man. Listen, man, I'm... I'm serious about this, man. Your consciousness is the bomb, Dickie, man. That, that, that's all I'm going to say, Nick. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's it. That's the message for the day. Your consciousness is the driver of this here vehicle. Are you aware right. of it or not? And, and at, the, at the end of the day, we're asking, we're asking, what do you really believe? And if, if, you, if you don't know, if you really want to find out, if you really are brave enough to ask that question and receive an answer to it, the answer is then, again, I said it last week, taking inventory of everything around you. If, if, if nine out of ten experiences in your week were negative, you can pretty much date you in hell. It, 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 it's, 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 you don't you don't have to go and look in nobody's special book and have nobody throw no bones for you to figure that shit out. It's it's clear as day. It's right in front of you. There's nothing to figure out. You don't need to go and ask nobody. To you also don't need to ask somebody to go figure out for you how it happened, who did it, whose responsibility it is. Again, right. these first six signs they are about your personal responsibility. What do you really believe in? 
What do you really subscribe to? Right? We're we, we not talking about, you know, the pork eater who claims, you know, they don't eat pork and then, you know, he'd he be back in the bathroom somewhere Man. at the family barbecue. That's not what we're talking about. That's right. What do you, when nobody's looking, what do you really believe and what do you really subscribe to? And a lot of times, that answer is very different than the things that folks profess out of their mouths, and and that's the that's the responsibility for the conflict. Like it's no big words that are necessary to really explain this gate. What happens here at Gemini, whether you survive through that gate or not, is determined by the intellectual category categorizations you make in your mind. Period. Mm. How are you perceiving things? What do you really subscribe to? What do you really believe in? Do you really believe you, God? Do you really believe black folks are a beautiful people? Or are you actually running around killing your people, lying, talking about you love black folks? Do you really believe in, in having whole nuclear families? Do you really believe in that? I was having a conversation with my homegirl about this same concept the other day. She, she, we, she was like, why are, why are our communities so broken? Why are the families so broken? And a lot of times as women, we want to say that the men are the problems. He didn't show up in your reality other than the necessity of being a mirror for you. We've got to learn to stop deflecting and take that personal responsibility at the end of the day. Gemini is asking you, do you practice what you preach? No judgment. Just do you. Do you really believe in in God? And if you say yes, you better believe that the experiences are going to pop up that are going to require you to prove it. You got to prove it. You don't just get to say you God. You don't just get to say you a man because you got a dick between your legs. You don't get to just say that. The experiences have to pop up in order for you to prove it. You got to show I'm righteous. You got to show I'm God. A lot of of folks (laughs) are used to calling on their God. That's what happened with this whole Trump thing. A lot of folks were standing around biting biting their nails. What's going to happen? And my motherfuckers is biting their nails right now. Is he going to send us back to Africa? Is he going to put us in concentration camps? And I'll tell you what's happening right now. A lot of folks is calling on they God. And because of their previous experience of a God not showing up, that's the expectation they have right now. God ain't going to show up. Defeat. You used to your God not showing up. So you don't think your guy going to show up this time. That's the truth. That's the truth. Damn truth. And folks are scared to say it. I know. They're scared to say that shit. Not real because they think, again, a lot of us came from Christian backgrounds. And, and it's blasphemy for me to question God. It's blasphemy for, for me to say that. Not realizing that you are living the experience of, you are living the consequences of that very belief right now. Do you really believe that your God is omnipotent? 
Because if you do, then your God know what you're thinking. Don't matter if you say it out loud or not. We got to get real comfortable with what's really going on with this reality and step out of this goddamn delusion. Human beings are delusional. Crazy. Because there is a major conflict between what we believe and what we actually do. That's right. You shouldn't be biting your damn nails when, when it's time to call on your God. You should be absolutely certain your God going to show up. And for a lot of us, we are coming out of the former experience. We're coming out of the former reality of this flaky-ass God not showing up on our behalf. So, yes, when you, are, when you are training yourself to become a part of this new reality, you better believe you're going to have a lot of experiences that are necessary to rewire your perception, your experience of God. God wants an opportunity to show up and show the fuck out on your behalf. Lean into it. We should be craving an opportunity to call on our God. We should be craving a conflict so we can have our God come show out on our behalf. Lights. If you really, if you really believe in God, that is. Lights. <laughs> Bah! Prime Minister, man, you hear that? You there, man, Gemini? You there? Tell me the Gemini for you. Hello? What's happening? You hear that? <laughs> man, I heard it. <laughs> what you say? We got a live one here. Oh, man. <laughs> and lit. <laughs> Oh man! Hey man, he right. Super right. Super right. Super right. Believe in God. But see, here's the thing, man. Prime Minister, what's happening, man? Gemini, the show flow. We got the brother Rich show. We got quantum inauguration, Trump, Gemini. You know, we traveled and seen Dave ourselves, someone who studied forensic craft and said, to, man, I'm going to be on the record. Man, listen, man. Jew is the best living example of Gemini I've ever seen in my life. And it makes perfect sense. There's Aquarius in here telling you the science of the age. And I'm here to say this. I can, man, listen, man. No, no, no ego, but I'm talking about galactic timing. Facts! Jeff Bezos, Amazon founder, is investing in a 10,000-year clock to be able to keep time for the next 10,000 years in a remote mountain, spirituality, in Texas. 10,000-year clock. Facts. Wow. So we're telling you... The things that are going to happen when we get on that aspect of the science, earthquake, phenomenon, uh, Mike Brown, it's going to happen this day, and it happens that day. Exactly. Come on, man. So I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. We have in billionaire talk because our great ambassador and our forefather over here, and this is me, and who's speaking? I'm going to show you a white boy who I put on the pedestal. 
and can back it up with science. J.P. Morgan, Chase Bank, who you, majority of you niggas use. He said it clearly. Millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. Billionaires do. So billionaires use it. That means that is a special, as me and Nick was talking about earlier, mindset of your own consciousness. But that does not, and let me be clear, it don't mean that you physically have to become a billionaire. You can be a billionaire in your own manifestation of happiness, and that's the duality of consciousness that you got to understand. Prime Minister, man, what's happening, man? Give us some Gemini flavor. Oh, man, y'all know the Gemini flavor, you know. Gemini Gemini energy get a lot of slack, too, though, man. You know, um, man... I mean, I think Nikki and you summed it up pretty well, man. You know, that's 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 Mister and Mrs. Intellect, man. You know, um, that's the messenger. That's really the messenger, you know. And um, in this particular age, you know, um, they talk about you know we in the age of Aquarius, and that will put Gemini somewhere over there in the fifth house. Uh-oh. Galactic, are you? Ho, 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 ho! You can't just do that. Are you doing? <laughs> you, know, you see that? You see that? Are you doing galactic positioning right now? Yes, yes. Uh, oh, okay. All right, GP. Okay, this is GP, ladies. You see what he's doing, y'all? Y'all, you can't yes. say that. What the hell are you talking about? Aquarius is in the fifth house. What the fuck is that? Like, okay, he's doing galactic positioning. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, that would put Gemini over there somewhere in the fifth where it says that this is where your natural talents are at, the natural strengths, things that you just do so superbly well without even trying, you know. Uh, it all It's also the house of um, of God, shall we say, you know, the leader as well, because that's the Leo frequency when we're talking original positioning, but... And we're going to be dealing with the age, you know. And we and we and we look at their position, then that Gemini that Gemini force is a very 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 strong force to be dealt with uh, for the next two thousand plus years. And so, uh, you know, you see Donald Trump, the the mad Gemini, which is he's 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 embodying these principles of both Gemini and Aquarius because he's born with a Conjunction, a Uranus conjunction to his son, and um, Uranus rules Aquarius, you know, and doesn't he fit that mold beautifully? I mean, this 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 rambling dude who just goes on and on seems to make no sense. Um, will say anything at the drop of a dime, um, but yet he keeps winning. Things keep happening for him. Right, it looks like he's got an angel with him of some sort. The way he gets in and out of things, and he's able to really manifest what it is that he sees in his in his mind and what he feels in his heart. And this doesn't make me a Trump supporter. It also doesn't make me a non-supporter of Trump. Um, you know, I, as as the priesthood, I kind of step back from that and, and and analyze it so that the people can see, you know, exactly what's going on here to give people some light to be able to see down that tunnel if they're walking down that dark road. Uh, but for me, the sun is shining all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just what it is, man. So 
coming off that that show last night, man. I I had to set the record straight, man, and give a couple of uh, some detail to what people have been saying and uh, on, 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 on Trump and this whole Gemini flow. But no, nah, man, you know, man, we look at this Gemini frequency, man. Some of the best poets that ever lived. You know, Andre 3000, Tupac, Biggie Smalls, Prince, um, yeah. you know, Jada Kiss is a Jimmy. Uh, I know I'm forgetting. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is a Gemini. Kanye West is a Gemini. Lauren Hill is a Gemini. It's a real, real fluent energy of, you can see the linguist is is uh, entangled with this particular frequency. And all of those people came. Um, to a certain degree, and um, change the way that our culture views the world. You know what I mean? Uh, and so the Gemini frequency is very, very, very important, man. You, you down here, man, it's, very, it's real tough to go without that mercurial frequency of, of intellect, of rationale. You need it. I spoke on that some. But on the other hand, um, it's another facet of creating um and I have a marker in my chart that absolutely denotes uh, the delicate balance between spirit and logic, and, and you're able to see it from both sides very well. It's, uh, it's truly a blessing, but I think y'all absolutely. covered it, man. I think y'all covered it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nick, what's me? Hi. I'm agreeing with you. I think I think we pretty much covered that thing today. So, so. so listen, man. That's a wrap. We wrap this up. Let me see. I had a sister calling in earlier, but she's no longer here. Um, you know, we're gonna get to questions and answers, but there, there's, there's, there's a journey that we must go through. And when you understand that journey, and I have to, I'm, I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm in awe to be in both of your presence, honestly. I just got to keep it. I got to keep it right there. Because we're seeing the power of God, and I'm going to play with that, man. There may be some things, and this is me on me, there may be some things that I do for me, on a personal aspect of me, but when it comes to God and the understanding I'm putting, like, I don't play with that. I don't play with that. That 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 that's very real, and the results of the people shows that. Mm-hmm. Be very clear, very clear. So when y'all hear Minister Ju talking about paying people's bills. And, Four million dollars in testimonials, and got to, and it can show you, and y'all seen it. This is very, very real. Shout out to Kiwanis, man. She said something so profound, and she gave the most. I mean, she said, "Listen, I've listened to these brothers for what four to five years before I joined. You do not have to wait that long. Had I not waited that long, my life would have been better then." Real talk. Real talk. It's that special cloth talk. Straight up. We're talking billionaire talk. 
So with that, man, with that, when y'all, when y'all close this out, man, it's one of them nights where I can go all day. Like, let let let, let it air out. That's how I get down. <laughs> like, straight up, like, I don't want to. What up, man? Bump that. I'm in the zone. You got a question, press one. Let's like, go. Like, we can get to something like you. We can, but see, I I got to be clear because I just said, and that's the Gemini, and, and see and see, the Prime Minister says something, King, because remember, we're dealing with Gemini and polarity. He said that fifth house frequency is where it's at. Go back to your wall clock, five o'clock is all you're talking about. That's all you said. Gemini sits at the five o'clock position on your wall clock. Get you a cosmic clock on your wall in your mind. It's simple. Even if you got to print it out and put however you do it, just do it. Because what if this beautiful life that we're spinning in is nothing more than God's combination? And the right combinations get you the jackpot. Cha-ching. Mm. All right? Like, come on. So... I, I come off the mic, man. I love and the people. Listen, man. Listen, this is a beautiful day. This is like this is. You know what? We're on the eve of the Chinese New Year of the rooster. Yeah. All right. God damn it! Make some noise for the rooster. Can we? Make- <laughs> All right. Make some noise for the rooster. <laughs> All right. Like, uh oh, uh oh. This is the year of the cock. Uh-oh. Well, Cyrus, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what this stuff means. What? Listen, man. I hush my mouth. I'm going to come off it with that. Y'all can close it out. Well, go ahead, Nicky Nick. Take us home. home Nick, Nick. <laughs> Just threw me into fire. Family, <laughs> take us next week for episode four. We will be dealing with cancer. Cancer is going to yeah. be interesting because the I'm a I'm a I'm a title myself. Uh, Noble like to say he's the ambassador of the Aquarian age. I'm a For I'm sure. the ambassador of the Cancer. So <laughs> join us next week for episode four. We'll be dealing with Cancer. Cancer is heaven on earth. That's home. So we'll be discussing cancer and how the the crab in all of us impacts us in love and the zodiac. Um, give us some closing sponsorships, Noble. So, man, listen. For the imagination guru is here, but like I told y'all, man, listen, man. Be in Vegas March the 18th, that weekend. I told you, you're spinning in a beautiful place called Earth, night and day, sunrise, sunset, and it's so romantic to be on the beach and all these wonderful things, right? What happens when you come together collectively to think about prosperity? You know what happens? It's called Apple. It's called Microsoft. It's called the things that change. It's called Uber, the things that change the world. But your world, your own personal space, whatever that may be, as long as you're living that and your life is happy, because I always say, raise your hand if you want to be mad today. Raise it. You do not desire that. That is not your conscious desire. But yet we may have the experience. It's just a fact. 
Hey, I say, listen, when we put our collective consciousness together, it always pans in mega results. The results are so phenomenal and so abundant, I haven't even went public with it. I haven't even told the public about the gratitude group publicly and what that number is currently. You see it in the overall reflection that we get $4 million of testimonials, facts. But when you want to get into that and talk about period of days, but just 28 days, 21 days, what's created within that conscious intention, that bubble, man. It's time to bubble instead of cloud. That conscious intent is the most powerfulest thing in this whole system of reality called Gemini. And it ain't no damn coincidence when you look at hip-hop, the number one male duo, period, is Outkast, also known as Aquemini, Aquarius, and Gemini. Big boys in Aquarius. Fact. I'm a little bigger than Jude and Gemini. Like, like you, I mean, you, you, you can see this. Fact. Spirit world, as Nikki pointed out in her videos, replicates itself. So if it replicates itself, then all you have to do is just simply be yourself. Mm. Swirl, move, dance, shape, create, think, do, live, just do it. Do you. Shout out. But all them who understand exactly what I just said. Seriously. And that's all it is. So being Vegas, collective intention, powerful things happen. Being Vegas, man. Being Vegas. And um, Prime Minister got, t- he got something coming. I'm going to let him speak on that. So this is very exciting. So go ahead, Prime. Uh, well, on uh, February 12th, which is a Sunday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time. Um, we're going to be getting into uh, the quantum inauguration. Um, and after this, outside of Vegas, I probably won't make any more mention about Donald Trump, um, you know, but on the 12th, so February 12th, we're going to delve into this thing so that you can see how this thing actually works. It's more about showing you the mechanics of what's going on. And he's just a very good example of somebody who understands the phenomenon to work. And so it's really, really fun to see somebody utilizing, especially on that grand scale, um, you know, where it's it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's all, everywhere and all the time. Uh, and, and it's a really good learning tool to teach you how to stay persistent uh, and to disregard the facts of life that do not add up to what your dreams and goals are. This is what stops a lot of us from getting to where we are. Things happen, and then we fall victim to the facts of life, and we say, oh, I can't do it because this happened, or I'm not going to be able to do it because look what popped up. But when you learn these quantum principles, you learn that you have to kind of stay away from that. That's an emergency.
You still there, Juke? Can you hear us? Yo, can you hear me, Nick? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry about okay, that. Okay, there you go, there you go. But, but yeah, but no, nah, man. So, part of inauguration, man, February the 12th. Um, be in the building. Go to theimaginationguru.com. Click on the shops tab. Be able to scroll down the webinars. If you're interested in learning some of these principles, you can participate with us from there. That's pretty much it, man. That's what it is, family. So with that, man, we see you next time at our regular time, two, uh, what is it, man? Two p.m. And, um, Eastern, do eleven a.m. Pacific. Listen, I don't want to go, but I, I gotta go, y'all. I gotta go. Oh, oh, oh! And as I opened up, y'all remember what I said, yo, gag water. All right. So we holla at y'all. Peace. Oh, peace.